This week on Keeping Up with the Joneses, we have Casey Stewart and Lauren O'Neill, two girls you might know from the internet. We're in conversation about starting out as the OG bloggers, tweet ups, their first ever paid gigs, how they transitioned into today's influencer culture, and tips for parents on how to engage their kids in conversations about the internet. Yeah, we went on the internet like uh, 10 years ago about. about yeah. yeah, and we were both kind of like blogging at the time. And which, blonde. Yeah, and, and that was kind of a rare thing at the time, like not a lot of people had blogs. Like, and mostly, now. yeah, a lot, it was like... Um, I don't know, I guess, like, guys had tech blogs, but and there wasn't, there wasn't really mom bloggers, none of that no. was just, it was all just starting. And there was, like, the cam girl scene, which is kind of how I got into all of the blogging, like, way back when. But there was, like, those kind of blogs, but, like, not a lot in Canada. And I had a MySpace blog, mm-hmm. Yeah. I also had a MySpace. Yes. I was big into MySpace yeah. back oh, in the day. Good. Don't you wish that it sucks how you can get so nostalgic about things like that now? Like, oh, I, I wish I had MySpace and Blockbuster. I downloaded everything I had. You know what? I was really nostalgic them. the other day thinking about, like, it was the 30th anniversary of the World Wide Web recently. And I was just thinking about how exciting it used to be when I was, like, really young, when I was, like, 9 or 10, and, like, listening to the dial-up tone, that and like that anticipation and that excitement I'm like I haven't felt that kind of anticipation and excitement in my life since I don't well, think and now it's stressful anything that it's has so to do stressful. with the internet it's just stressful yeah. and it's there Working forever it's stressful it's just they're trying to create something is stressful and people are so testy about stuff now the demands are crazy yeah. now and everybody's on it the thing was it used to be a place where only like the cool weirdos went and yeah. now it's like everyone's yeah, like freaking Twitter, mom and, like, like Twitter back in the day there was like when Lauren and I kind of met, we had this like blonde girl blog gang, and there was a whole bunch of us: Carly, um, Carrie, Ramy, Lauren, and I. And we all have blonde hair, and we all blogged. We went to events together. Hashtag Blonderage. Yeah, it was really fun, and we'd go to events, and it was like Twitter was like a secret chat room, kind of yeah. like it was public, but. People were like, oh, yeah, you guys, you're Twitterati or you're tweet, you're tweeps, you go to your tweet ups. Yeah. But it was so cool. It was fun. It was so cool. It's how I met, like, a lot of people when I moved to this city, like, a decade yeah. ago. So, like, Casey and I met, I think, first just on the on internet. Twitter, I remember everything. you had, like, we were, like, following each other on Twitter. And yeah. then you messaged me one day. And you're like, I like this applet on your blog or this widget. Oh, yeah. Me. And so I'm like, I sent you the widget. And then after, what, like, we started following each other. And then I was in, like, some weird... Oh, the, contest, uh, that contest. And contest. I blogged about her because I was like, you should vote for her. Oh, too close. Okay, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah so. Dude, I blogged about you. Yeah, and so I was like, oh my God, that's so nice. This girl's so cool. And then I got this internship at Much Music through school, and Casey was working there at the time. And so I came down with them, like, we met IRL, and I just remember yeah, meeting, we, like, right over there. Right yeah. across the street. That's we're where we so met. Close. And yeah. she came, we, like, talked outside Much Music because we both worked there. And we're like, hey, hey. Hey. And, like, I remember she had her hair, like, partly shaved at the time with a little heart shaved into her head. I'm like, this girl is going to be my best friend. And lo and behold, <laughs> here, here we, we are. are. And yeah. it's your anniversary on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Down the street from where you met. This is an iconic day for the yeah, channel. Yeah, I know it really like is. A special day for so us. So nice to but share it. Every day is a special day for yeah. us. We always like <laughs> like birthdays. Psh, every, day's yeah, every day is my birthday. I was trying to think um, of when. So I obviously followed you guys from back in the day, and I actually think that my, one of my very first TFC games that I went to oh. was a code that you had put out. Oh, you on know what? Twitter. I totally that's something I might have done, and that would have been like <laughs> that's like nine. Yeah, yeah, nine that would years have been ago. That yeah, and absolutely. so like I think that nine years ago, and we still do simple things like that, like just use this code to get yeah, a yeah. discount. 
Um, and that's how I got into TFC. Then I became a season ticket holder. Then I worked for TFC. So it works to you know, have influencers. But at yeah. the time, you weren't called an influencer. No. You were just bloggers on the yeah. internet. Yeah. yeah. Or like internet people. internet people. I think... Internet girls. Yeah, we yeah. were totally just internet girls. I mean, I still think of myself as more of an internet girl an internet than girl. like not not an influencer. I think influencer is different. It's so douchey. Me. It's different than us. It's more yeah. someone who just popped up and got a lot of followers. It's someone who explicitly went into this game with the intention of becoming an influencer. And then and they like, want to get free stuff. Yeah, now like, I post like all these things to my Instagram. Like, no, man, we didn't have any... I didn't know there was any money in it back in the day. I started blogging when I was like 12 on Angel Fire. It, this was not a thing back then. And like, yeah. so I think even though... It's influencer is a thing now and technically we are that like I still have my Twitter bio like OG internet person yeah internet people like That's mine weird. said that I was the IRL URL human yeah yes. it's like and I'm URL but I'm IRL do and you remember what teacher. like the yeah. first paid gig you got was from a brand or from an event or maybe even do you remember what the first event you got invited to based on your Twitter following uh, you know what? I remember I was like, a, I was joined the team for the Twestival, which is a Twitter festival, and it was a world. What? That's a watch, such a weird word, but whatever. It was, um, and I, I was like hosting a lot of tweet ups and stuff back in the day with the Gen YTO, this mm-hmm. group crew, and um, you know that was like I had a shirt with my Twitter handle on it, and it was the first time I had a bunch of my tweets, and um, you know that was like it was a global event, so there was like events all around the world. That was like the biggest first Twitter kind of event I went to um but back then there was so many cool like there was a lot of cool events that were creative and people were using social media and hashtag and now I feel like there's like a launch of something every day that I am exhausted by them yeah and I think that when you guys were originally invited to things let's say like um the much music video awards and you would go to the parties it was more exclusive yeah. that it was yeah. actually getting a behind as an audience member it was a real behind the scenes mm-hmm. because you were the only ones there now they literally host a party for influencers we were like Paris and Nicole back then yeah, yeah. So people used to say to everything and really? like yeah. you know we did go to a lot of cool stuff like even through our jobs that that we got because we were internet famous or whatever like I think I credit a lot of my professional career to that and a lot of the, the cool events I've been to oh, yeah. since that but like even like um, at TIFF, there was like this. I never. TIFF used to be awesome. Oh my god! Like, we used remember to love the vitamin? Lori's were for vitamin water, and there was one year, maybe like 2012. It was peak of best. This was the best influencer year ever because there was really oh. small group of people who were the internet people. Yeah. Who brands were like, oh my god, we need to do stuff for these guys. So people did influencer parties, but they actually were kind of exclusive. Like, yeah, they weren't. Not everyone could go. Well, there were parties that also like we would be invited to parties the, with the a list celebrities. celebrities. Right. Like we we would be at parties like Will Ferrell and like we were like yeah, oh and Justin Long. Yeah, Strombo's like, party. Strombo's like, party. Oh, there's so many cool. Bono people was there. there. Like yeah. we we took pictures. Juliet Lewis. Yeah. And, oh my god, it was so fun. And so like we all we thought it was. It was a really big deal at the time. Like, all these cool, famous people. We'd, we, like, take yeah. selfies with them and stuff. But And it was, yeah. like, we were invited to the... Um, it's kind of like Fashion Weed. Like, oh. uh, I said Fashion Weed, but I mean yeah. Fashion Weed. <laughs> but, like, Lauren and I used to get invited to Fashion Week, and we'd get to sit mm-hmm. front row, and everyone would be like, who the hell do those yeah. girls yeah. think they are? Traditional media. But now, Fashion Week is kind of sucky because people go just to take their picture, like, outside. Oh, yeah. or, or they have, like, an blogger section or whatever. Well, and not- it's, like... Yeah, they're dependent on the freaking bloggers now. Like, yeah. traditional media 
barely goes to fashion week yeah. because no, and like we don't have the doesn't budget. exist anymore. And well, I, yeah, exactly. when you guys were invited, especially let's go back to Twitter yeah. days and just blog. It wasn't just to post a photo, like one photo on a, on a designated platform, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you're yeah. not just getting paid so that your Instagram yeah. can tag a brand. Like, it was just there like was a conversation go happening. Be, yeah. yeah. It, it was would much be more like live, it would be like live tweeting. The yeah. event. Like, Oh my God, we'd go and do something and it would be like, this is happening. This is what we're eating. This is what we're doing. Like, oh my God, look who it is. And there was times, like, that was before Twitter even had video. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, honestly, it would be like you when could it was only upload one photo. Yeah, yeah, at a time. And it was slow. Yeah. If you're all on Twitter at the same time. Yes. So you couldn't do it. Yeah. And we just, like, I think that was more natural, too, because we were going to a lot of these places with our, like, Twitter friends. And so we were all, like, tweeting about, like, oh, yeah, just did this, 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 with this guy. And, like, yeah. hey, nice to see you at whoever, which is so douchey now in retrospect. Like, when someone sees me at an event, they're like, hey, at Lauren O'Nizzle, like, nice to hang out. I'm like, shut the fuck I don't know you. Sorry. Yeah. And just but, like I, and also like yeah, it's not, I just crossed you. Your path yeah. in the real. Like, yeah. Why like do you gotta you, make that if, a public thing on Twitter? Why don't you just say, "Hey, Lauren," in real life? Yeah. Like Lauren, it was like we used to be like we post pictures when we're hanging out, and now when we're hanging out, we like don't even take selfies. Like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. Yeah. we just did now because yeah. we're here. Because we have like, cool headphones on too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it cute. was. I don't know. That was such a glorious exciting time there's relationships I made with people that were at the start of that when social media was just coming into like its own thing when brands didn't believe in it yet or they thought why should I pay you if social media is free or you know and that was I just met so many cool people that are still my friends now yeah same and um you had asked earlier the first thing that I ever got like I don't remember the first paid campaign I did mm-hmm. through my blog because there was a whole slew of it for a long time but I remember the first time I ever got something for free was when I was still at Western in grad school, like just blogging and, oh, what is it? Just go close. Okay, yeah. sorry. Um, th- it was a cat litter brand. It was like, Purina, <laughs> like one of these cat litter brands and they were like, hi Lauren, like some PR agency from Toronto. We really like your blog and we know you have cats. Like, would you be willing like to let your cats try this thing? And I was so excited. I'm like, you're going to give me free cat best. litter? <laughs> like amazing. It is expensive also. It is, but like I wasn't even. It was like my parents' cats too. Yeah. Like I like I had to drive back home to my parents' house to test out the cat litter. Like, yeah. anyways, and so I like took all these pictures, and I love an excuse to blog about my cats, obviously. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, that was really cool, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then, and cats. when they so back when you would get your first free, I, items, my first one was a. A Microsoft Zune is an MP3 player. <laughs> Zune. That's how long. But I they really said they said we'd that. like to give you a Microsoft Zune, and we'll give you one to give away. It was through Ma- Matchstick Marketing. They, oh, they I remember them. Sample stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and they said we'll give you one to give away to your blog followers. And I was like, this I'm so cool right now. Yeah. And I got once a box of like this vibrating mascara, and it was like. You put on your fiber, <laughs> but they gave me a whole box, so I like gave them to all my friends, and I was like, so cool. And I'm guessing then it didn't come with all of these discrepancies no. and rules of what you had to write, how you had there to. Were no there's rules. no approvals no. for what you're doing, so you could actually just give it away or do yeah. whatever you well, wanted. Yeah, like on the sponsorship stuff, like everything's hashtag sponsored. Like almost there's been a lot of my life for the past 10 years has been hashtag sponsored. Yeah. But I mean, I think people just kind of knew that because I'd be like, oh my God, I'm here right now. If someone wasn't sending me there, I wouldn't go. Be going. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I got free tickets to this cool thing. Like I'm going. It's yeah. It's awesome. It, it was just kind of like the way it was. And I think that whole like the FCC's rules surrounding sponsorship and, and kind of, I guess it's maybe the CRTC who regulates it here um, and having to disclose everything kind of 
put a damper on it, but I think it was never, like, a secret. Like, I would blog, be like, okay, Dell sent me this computer. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I wouldn't just be like, I went and bought this with my own money. Yeah, you weren't lying. No, no but I also, lying. Never like, lying. I'd be like, take a picture of the box and be like, look at this cool thing that, that arrived today. Oh, my yeah. God. And, like, I'm a bad, like, I think I'm a bad person for PR people to work with, but, like, in general, because, like, I never, people will send me stuff all the time. And I'm like, I wish you would have emailed me before sending me that because I have no interest in this. I'm not going to blog about it. I'm, I have conflicts of interest through my job as a journalist as well, so sometimes I can't yeah. even do anything. And so, like, back then I felt a lot more, like, if someone sent me something, I'm like, okay, I have to. I have to do something. Whereas now it's just so everyone's getting stuff everywhere that it's kind of like, whatever no like here I give it give it away to someone I'm like I don't want this get out of my life yeah but you know so how do you feel about I guess influencers now and them just like Mm. getting free stuff and going for it on the gram I mean do what makes you happy yeah yeah. who am I to judge if somebody wants to just do that or you want to just have a blog where you just shill stuff you just you're just shilling product every day, hashtag sponsor, and that makes you feel good. Fine. Yeah, that's but that's not what makes me feel yeah. good. It's not gonna get you an audience. It's not gonna get yeah. you the kind of and actual career opportunities that Casey don't and I get have. To know you, like people know what I'm like. They know mm-hmm. who I am, and if I'm posting something, it's something that that I like. And I, but girl still needs to make money for sure. But like I. I built up a following of just writing about my thoughts and feelings and things I was doing that that builds an audience. You can't just build an audience on free stuff or paid things because who are you behind that paid stuff? And, like, why would we give any... Like, why would we care about you and your opinion if we don't know who you are? are, Like, if you know, Kim Kardashian does something and like she deserves to get paid a zillion dollars for everything. Cause I'm like, I watched, I've been watching keeping up with the Kardashians religiously forever. I know so much better. I'm like, Oh, well if Kim likes it, but like some random chick from Toronto with 3000 followers, he like, <laughs> or 30,000, like, yeah, like just... hashtag cupcake mama or whatever. Like freaking they all, I don't know. That's probably someone's name. They're all like <laughs> cupcake girl, mama, Sparkles. sparkle, sparkle, yeah. cupcake, mama. Like just come up with something original, man. Or like, just use your name. Use yeah, your name. It's you. Yeah. But I think I, I think we're lucky in that we kind of came up before that scene, so we just did use our names and yeah. like I don't know. I think now like what would I like if I had to like make a name now like I don't or know make one like you know to. when I was like twenty one if I was twenty one now and be like oh, blondie cutie twenty four. No, like, you wouldn't do that. No, You'd I wouldn't. Be I wouldn't. A lot more really like well, because you would have had the internet longer and you would have had more experience. We. The internet, social media wasn't invented when we were that young, so yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, true. I did have my first blog, like, that I had, like, in late high school and university. It was called NakedBarbies.net, like, <laughs> Naked Barbie Dolls. It wasn't porn. <laughs> Darn it. it. all the time, yeah. Could have made a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> you have your, no idea. Um, do you guys remember what, like, your first email address name mm. handle Oh, my no, gosh. No, we're talking about <laughs> I'm yes. like, HoneyBunny14 at Hotmail.com. KiwiGirl underscore 69. <laughs> I remember my second one was crazy is cute at hotmail.com oh, and so relevant. Very yeah. on brand. Oh my God. And yeah. And then after that, I just started getting like university email addresses. Yeah. And then eventually I'm like, I'm going to get a proper Gmail with my name. My actual name. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> since everyone knows you guys personally through your platforms, let's talk about influencers who are on the come up, who buy followers or fake engagement or bots I think you know what just Um, to get the following I guess I mean you know what you have to live with that that's Mm -hmm. if you want to create a whole fake thing for yourself one day you're gonna have to face it and it's hard on your emotional state to try and live up to that 
it's hard. You can't keep faking it forever. People say fake it till you make it, but that means like, like if you're doing something that you, you really believe in that you want to do, if you're faking it for so long, one day you're probably going to have a fucking breakdown. Mm-hmm. And like, how Sorry. can you make it in that sense if you're faking it? Like you're buying fake likes or whatever people do. It's like people, these people last. are robots and or like strangers. You don't build up an actual like following and audience. But I don't like, know. I don't have a problem like with people who want to do that, whatever. Like I looked at it from a business standpoint. I'm like, you know, people buy Facebook ads, whatever. Yeah. There are just better ways to do it. Like yeah. it's, it's just a waste of money to me the way I see it. If you're like going to buy followers and stuff, like why don't you just invest in promoting your tweets? Yeah, or why promoting don't you your make content? better, invest in making better stuff that people yeah, want to watch? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, Stronger photos. You know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with advertising, but there's good ways to spend your money. You can buy cheap, traffic for your blog if you want but like yeah. no one's going to be reading your stuff it, it doesn't doesn't stick you know, it's right? all like smoke and mirrors on and a brand side when we submit influencers for programs all of the information that we send them includes like bot traffic yeah and where your followers are from so if you have 20 percent bot following and then 90 percent of your audience is from brazil yeah. And you live in Toronto. It's um, not. You know, the brand is going to be like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> like, unless you're trying to promote something there. Yeah. But it's probably not even humans anyways, so. For sure. And I would say a lot of brands, specifically in Canada that we work with, Canadian following is really important to yeah. them. Yeah. So when we're submitting you and you're not even getting your, the target. Yeah, it's like, that cool, you're, you get, yeah. you're getting half a million views from Mexico. Yeah. Cool. And all the same comments because they're all bots. They're yeah. just like, great pick, follow yeah, great me. Pick. Follow I get me. those yeah. sometimes. Heart, heart, heart. Yeah, yeah. Great those pick. like those bots that I think are trying to build up their own following. Yeah, following. like great pick, love it. Like follow me back. No. Yeah, and it's like come back and see my profile. Yeah, we'd love Why? to work. Or it's like yeah, no. hashtag we'd love to work with you, or we'd love to help you increase your following. Oh, and it's that. like they have like zero followers. Yeah, you're like, Yo, okay, and you're like, have you also seen my following? I don't yeah. need help. Thank you. Um, I mean, well, I wouldn't mind. If like more people followed me, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like I'm not gonna people. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay for it. I'm good. I'm I'm like happy with uh, I, like know, actual life. Like yeah. you know, I think that that's the difference kind of between people like us and and people who are in these new school where yeah, they're like you know I work in finance by day and then by night I skip around town and take pictures against graffiti on the wall. Whereas like, like we are actually media professionals and have been for a long time and a lot of the stuff we do relates to our actual careers. So I'm getting paid to do what I love. I have an audience and yeah. like that and all day, not as a second no yeah and nighttime career. Yeah, but I mean, there's not, nothing wrong with having a nighttime career. But I mean, it's like. I guess sometimes some people that's their hobby and they're like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna shoot five outfits today and my photographer is gonna take all my pictures <laughs> and they're gonna be really styled and then I'm gonna edit them forever and I'm gonna create this world of that I live in on the internet. Like, okay. That's a cool hobby, I yeah. think. Like it is, but it's, but it's like, not a- I don't know. I think what I found being on the internet for a really long time is hard and it can take a lot on your like emotional strength mm-hmm. and like mental health and it's can be tiring and I think it's if you're not being your authentic self to yourself and you're not being the realest you that you can be and you create something on the internet that's a little that's different than who you are it's gonna start to like crack your shell and it must be exhausting it's tiring like I get tired of it and I don't even post on Instagram that much anymore I reeled back a lot in the last couple years just it's really is like and, and like I really like when I see people who know me, like I have people on the street sometimes going to be like, oh, Lauren, I love you on Twitter. You're so funny. I'm like, wow, that was so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Like, and, but then there's people who will come to like my actual, like 
stories that I write for work and comment and be like, yeah, yeah this slut was doing this. And I'm like, and I saw her on Twitter at this party and how can she be an authority on anything when she drinks alcohol? Like just, and it just gets They're to be too ones. much, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't like people thinking they know who I am. Um, unless it's like, you know, people I know and nice, like. It's fine. Nice. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you know, it does get exhausting and then you feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses all the time. Yeah. That's like, like yeah. I think the keeping up thing is really hard. Like at, at Christmas time, I was up at the cottage and I just, we didn't have good internet and I just took it as a time to take four days like fully off Instagram. Like I, I still use Twitter because it's like the news and it's funny. Yeah. yeah. And like you can just hide behind your, your, not hide, but like you don't have to like post pictures. You can just like talk, talk, uh, talk about shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Twitter well, is forever. Yeah. Twitter's the best. And, uh, you know, I found that I actually felt better about myself because you go on Instagram you're like, Oh, that person's house is so clean. Their hair is so perfect and their food looks so good. Ah, I have myself as shit. Ah, I hate myself. I'm not leaving the house. Like then I don't want to post anything. So you don't have perfect photos or something. I find it just gives me anxiety sometimes. And like I post like twice a week now. I was like, Maybe, maybe less, because I just, I like stories and yeah. media, and I find but, like, that Instagram a lot, is intense. I find that a lot of influencers or internet people are really on their, it's more common now to have a digital detox, yeah. um, to take a step back, because even if you are doing as your full-time job, it's obviously exhausting. Yeah. You are always stressed or having to put out fresh new content, something that has to be engaging, if, especially if it's for a brand, then there's like all these limitations on how you have to do that. Um, so I was just going to ask, do you think that it's important as someone on the internet to also get off the internet? Oh yeah, for a little hell while, yeah. Take a break. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, in theory. It's, it's a little easy. like I'm never not. Yeah, it's, it's easier said it's than done. Yeah, I think, no, it's great um, if you have the chance to do that. But I, I mean, also think it's just modifying the way you use the internet. Like, yeah. we both really use Instagram stories a lot. Yeah. Um, we were into Snapchat big time when Snapchat oh was at its peak. I had the glasses and everything. Oh, my God. Like, love Snapchat. And now it's kind of faded, but Instagram stories kind of the new Snapchat. And, like, that is a little more ephemeral, a little more easy. I can just share stupid things I see the way that I used to use Twitter. Yeah. Like, look at this funny sign I saw. Like, this, like, cool graffiti <laughs> or this dog. Like, that's, you know? And so that, I think, has really brought me back to a place of more, more balance. it's more immediate. It's, like, instant, and it kind of goes away, and it's... You don't it's have to worry about real life. It doesn't have to be polished. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. worry about being perfect and like, oh my god, now I gotta like put this into VSCO or whatever and like make sure all the lighting and put the brightness. Yeah, like it's a freaking White pug. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so that I mean, yeah, it's important to take time away from the internet for sure. But I think for me, like, I don't, I don't want to ever take time away. But sometimes, like, my brain and my body forces me to, and and I'm like, oh, I got this. Do I have to do this thing? And then I just keep putting it off, putting it off, and then I just suffer with this incredible guilt, mm-hmm. this guilt about not doing it. And that makes it even harder to do, yeah. you know? Like like everyone with everything, really. Like we all procrastinate. And I feel things. like when we are procrastinating, one of the like for me, one of my main thing is as soon as I'm getting stressed about something, my immediate reaction is to just like, I'll just quickly look on Instagram. Yeah, yes. they're like, I'm I'm I'll just look at a couple tweets. I'm gonna, and it's like an I'm hour later. Yeah, like that with with Twitter, but like lately too like just ha- d- different habits I'm still mad addicted to my phone but now sometimes when I'm really like stressed out instead of going straight to Twitter or my email I go to Tetris 
and it's not, a, it's oh, still on my phone, but yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, this is like such a big step for me, guys. But like, no, it's, I mean, it's really like something I've like consciously tried to like, no social media, just like, Tetris. I, even when I go, like, even if I go on vacation, like a vacation for me isn't taking a break from the internet because I like, I run my own business. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what's going on. I don't want to have a flood of a mountain of emails mm-hmm. to go through. I like checking in every day, but I also like to, you know, put my phone down and do something and then come back to it. Or yeah. at night I read my Kindle and I, instead of scrolling at b- bed, I've been reading a lot more books cause I'm like, okay, it's still a device. But if I read my Kindle, you know, it kind of shuts my brain down. I'm not thinking about what other people are doing. I'm thinking about some cr- true crime stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so healthy. Like that's really, yeah. really, I've been working on it. Yeah. It's like, it's still a digital device, but it's a, a different way yeah. of using it. And it's just as anything, like another trans, another transition from reading an actual book mm-hmm. to well, I love Kindle because you can the same thing you're reading the book and yeah. it, it lights up so you don't need a nightlight and yeah. <laughs> you can highlight passages like I can't do that in a book I love that thing. yeah I, I actually just read on my phone a lot and like I still never buy like I'll just like look up a pdf or something <laughs> and download it like I read the entire bell jar by Sylvia Plath I'm like how have I not read this book and like I was traveling in Asia a few months ago and we were just on planes a lot going from country to country and I was like I'm gonna read this book on the plane and I did and I was like small but yeah I was like super happy with yeah. myself because like That's still I couldn't stop touching my phone though yeah. I'm like up in the air with no signal I'm like I'm gonna read this book and <laughs> now is the only time <laughs> literally I will, I will never read, read again yeah yeah so I'm I'm hearing that like a, a major difference I find between OGs and today is just the instant reality of what you guys were talking about on your blog and on Twitter was just like really things that were happening, just like mm-hmm. an authentic thing that yeah. was happening. And now everything is very planned and strategy. Yeah, like cur- everything's curated. Yeah. There's an aesthetic to everything. A brand is often involved. Um, so how did you guys manage that transition of really being free with your words and your blog and your content at the beginning? And then I'm assuming there had to be some kind of curve or learning um, in order to work with brands and adjust, because you still want to be the people on the internet. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say no to brands. There's cool things yeah, that happen, cool stuff, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did you kind of go from doing whatever you wanted to doing whatever you want minus 10 notches, maybe? Yeah, with, things, <laughs> with some constraints. Yeah. Um, I... I still do what I want, but I mean, I never, like a couple of things on my blog, like I don't swear. I never swear. My mom reads my blog every day, like very rarely. And she's like, don't swear. So that means me brand safe. Um, and uh, I've worked with Telus, for example, for eight, nine years. So I, um, you know, they're a brand that I love working with. I helped them create the program and it went from being just like maybe covering my phone to getting a phone and then having some type of paid thing along with it. So the program's changed a lot over the years and I think... I've just evolved as a businesswoman as the industry has evolved. Mm-hmm. I haven't really changed that much. Like, yeah. today I just post a couple of pictures of me with some flowers and I wrote just a whole paragraph of just, like, thoughts for the day. It had no relation to anything. Just how I was feeling. That's classic Casey. That's just, that's the stuff. <laughs> that's why we're friends. It's like Casey's little, like, musings about life. Yeah, like, I just, know. like, write stuff. And then also I, this week I, we drive to the cottage a lot and I got approached by um, OK Tire and I was like, well, actually... I would like to know about what I could do to make the car most safe for spring because I will be the probably the one who like takes it to the garage and I don't I don't necessarily know what to do and um, so I did a little interview for them and it was a paid thing but I was also curious like things you should do to get your ready car right. ready for spring because we do a lot of long and it's driving. relatable to you it's totally relatable <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like it's everything 
it's a story. It's like, oh, you know, I've worked with Aeroplan, but I love working with Aeroplan. And then because my family's from New Zealand, I've been earning Aeroplan miles as soon as I can because anything to help for a really expensive flight was yeah. useful. So I'm, I've, anything that I do that's a paid or sponsored thing with my blog is usually something that has a story. Or it always fits into my life. Some or kind of you, way. Yeah, like you need Or I'm anyways. discovering a new thing. Right. Yeah. You know, I love discovering, like I'm testing out these cool wireless headphones right now and they, you know, they have a, different features that I, I would really like and, you know, and I like, I love testing out new tech and I love going to new countries. So, you know, that hasn't really changed about me. I mean, now there's more rules and I have to disclose stuff, but I always said, Kentucky's sending me to Thailand. It's, right. I'm so excited. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wasn't like, I paid for this trip. Everyone knows that. It was Hashtag like, ball in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think I, um, you know, I've had to comply with rules, but I mean, I haven't compromised who I am. I'm not. There was a, I had a short period of time where I didn't have a lot of other things to work on and I, my blog was my only job and I don't want to have that life. I don't want to feel like I have to post stuff on my blog to make money. Because mm-hmm. like I got a speaker agent, I got a couple gigs this month, I work with a 1188 Films and I got a couple stuff. I did like a voice record this month and I built a website for somebody. Like, and she I is just... one of the pioneers of the cannabis industry. As yeah. Well. So, yeah. You know, I've like got my plate full so that my blog and my social media can be my creative outlet. If I get paid to do something or a brand wants to give me some cool new thing to try, great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm not always like, I'm not doing it unless you pay me $5,000 because like I've got other stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess for me, if a brand doesn't like who I am, then I don't want to work with them. So, like, I think because it's not my full-time job, um, it's, I, I'm a little more choosy about what I publicly will work with. Like, as a reporter, people just send stuff to me all the time. Because, like, we were hoping you could consider this. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, okay, whatever. But if, if someone's, like, actually approaches me and they're like, okay, we'd like to do a campaign with you, here's a contract, blah, 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 um, they are because they're doing that I'm hoping fully aware of who I am on online already. So like Casey, I never swear. I mean, I have a little bit now since I left my last job. Um, cause, cause I had like, like I'm free to swear, but now <laughs> I like, I don't really anyways. It makes it like just yeah. friend, more friendly for, for everyone. everyone. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't post nudity, yeah, like nudity or porn or, like or whatever. Stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's always been a, Good, but yeah, it's always been a conscious decision because it's not only brand safe, it's safe for like safe. everything. I want my grandma, if she yeah. ever touches a computer, to be able to look at my feed and be like, oh, good for her, instead yeah. of being like, oh my Horrified. word. I yeah. remember Aaron Burry, I think it was Aaron Burry that said, don't put anything on a billboard, or don't put anything on social media that you wouldn't want on a billboard. Like, and I was like, amen That's to that. Yeah. Like, I think about sometimes, I my Twitter following is the number is higher than the population of my hometown, and when I realize that and I think about that now and like think about all those people standing there, think about even a thousand people standing there, if you have a thousand followers on something and saying something like they're not all going to see it, but they might, they all have a chance to see it, right? Yeah. And like, how would you feel? Yeah. How would you feel if if you like like screaming it from a rooftop? Yeah. If you wouldn't do that. Maybe just keep it. Text, that's what group chats are for, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so I've had a lot over the years. I've had to modify my behavior for lots of different reasons online. Um, work things and just as my career. Because I started, like I wasn't a working journalist when I started blogging and everything. So I've kind of had to modify some things. Um, but in general, like I just try to do me. I mean, compared to who I was when I was like 17 blogging, mm-hmm. it's 
I'm yeah. way more professional <laughs> now. Like, so let's talk about that. If you're 17 now and you're on the internet, it's way different oh, God, than yeah. we when we were 17, and, and there was no internet to be on in the same yeah, thank capacity. Thank God. I think I agree. I would. It'd be traumatizing for and, me. And like kids at that age don't really have the judgment. Like, I mean, I'm hoping they're learning in schools a little bit more, not to put everything, you know, that this mm. stuff sticks around. But when I was 17, like the stuff that I was putting on the internet, some of it's still around there. It's it's not. Are you 17? Sorry. Oh, oh he's, he's, 17. he's 17. So you need to learn, young man. Yeah. That I mean, I'm sure you do, but it's like. You know, it's hard when you're that age. You have a lot of things going on in your life. And ready to go to school. Blah, blah, or you're blah. emotional. Emotional. And then, like, out. I would write things just about, like, you know, my boyfriend and stuff. And then be like, yeah, and me and my friends got drunk last night. And it's like, you know, it's dumb things. And my, yeah. And be like, and, uh, but now it's like viral videos of girls, like, chugging wine bottles. And yeah. it's like, we don't, don't, you don't do want that, that honey. No. You really don't. No. And, I mean, we all did crazy stuff at that yeah, age, too. Sure. It just wasn't, like, documented to this extent. Now. Yeah. Maybe there were a few photos on Facebook when I first went to university. Like, yeah, there are definitely, yeah. like, keg stand photos from my yeah. first year. But that's nothing compared Australia, to, like, what eating Tide to. Pods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, how about for, just to kind of stay on the youth of the digital age, like how can we kind of better equipped parents to understand what's happening online? Because there's a huge disconnect a lot of the time just based yeah. out of not understanding hashtags. They don't understand trends. They're not oh, understanding. Yeah, totally. Like the typod thing probably doesn't make sense to a lot of parents. Well, yeah. it doesn't make sense in yeah. general. <laughs> um, but, you know, like how can we yeah. how can we better equip parents to understand like what it's like a to work on the internet as a real job like this isn't being an influencer is an actual money making a lot of money involved and also at the same time you have to be careful and you have to know that what your kids are up to um yeah I mean there's a look go ahead yeah sorry I mean I don't think like any kid at that age, like their parents should be really letting them do this kind of work. Like they can, of course, you know, build up your profile, be an influencer yeah. or whatever, but like this is some adult you need stuff. To have you're a signing, monitor. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're signing contracts with like legal contracts and yeah, stuff. You're exchanging it could money. Be like, like in perpetuity or something, and you yeah. sign all way your name and likeness when you're yeah. It's serious. It's grown up work, yeah. right? And I mean, yeah, if you're like a little YouTube star and your parents are helping you out and like they're whatever organizing the business thing, it's whatever, but it's also like I think parents need not to be too much in their kids' space about it. Like, I wouldn't want my mom all breathing over my shoulder and reading everything I do, and I don't think she ever did, which is probably why I did the stupid stuff in a part. But I think if they kind of make themselves familiar with the culture, read the news, kind of understand what's going on, and make yourself available to talk to your kids, or maybe ask them, yeah. like, oh, I heard about this thing. Are kids at your school doing that? And they're going to be like, shut up, mom. Sorry, this yeah. 17-year-old boy sitting here, he's like, nope. That's, that's not how I told. Yeah. But, you know, at well, least like, it's better than, like, you'll give yeah. them a reason to be like, just so you know, like, I don't approve of, yeah. like, Tide Pods or whatever it is. Like, we, I have, um, Sean's daughter is 11, so I'm a stepmom, and we just dealt with, like, a Momo thing. Yeah. That, right? So, yeah. like, but Emily has grown up with, you know, her stepmom being an internet person, so she's, like, learned a lot, and Sean works in film and TV. So, you know, but we've had to talk to her about internet and, like, using YouTube Kids and, like... You know, she was on my. She's playing Minecraft, and like some guy was sent her some random username sent her a message, and we're like, you know, he wanted to like chat with her somewhere else or something. Uh. Yeah, and we're like, you know, we just had to talk about it, and you know, it can. There can be a, like, there's the world outside uh, IRL, and then there's the you know that 
internet world and just to kind of be aware and that everything you read and see is always not true and that some yeah. people don't have mm. good intentions and there's some people who don't have like a pure kindness heart all the time and they're looking to do bad things and you know to try and talk about that but you know the next five years of she's 11 the next five years are going to be really interesting and I'm I try to I mean for the youth I try to um whenever I can or get invited go and speak to high school students or college students I'm at George Brown next week and just try to go in and talk to them about the internet and like maybe what how what it's like living there yeah and also when it comes to a career like you know maybe how to kind of navigate that and that it's okay you don't have to do things traditional way and mm-hmm. just I try to help and educate you know I'm in a mom group <laughs> or if anyone wants to ask me to share with their parents group or something I'm happy to talk about it I love talking at schools too yeah. like I've never been invited to speak at a high school for obvious reasons I don't know I'd be like what's up <laughs> hello fellow kids he's laughing he's like yeah you're dark um, but like speaking to university and college students is always really exciting like they're but I think they're a bit older, but like, I was going to say, um, everything that I just said about all the parenting stuff, like just delete that and like use hers instead. She's actually like a parent and you, and I also like, you should tell her the Momo story, like how Emily was still afraid of Momo, even though she knew, like this, this blew my mind. Like kids can we, still be afraid. We told, like, we show, I showed her the original sculpture. I was like, it's just a sculpture. Like it's a thing. It's like, it's just a sculpture someone made. And then they put it there like, yeah, but they can like, Shonda's um, uh, animation and stuff so she knows it can be animated and she's like she's then she went to bed and she woke up she's like I'm scared of Momo and I was <laughs> like, like oh my god it's a freaking thing it's not gonna come out at you like it's so is there powerful a yeah, no you know? but you know it's scary it could be scary when you're a kid and I can't like you know when I think about things like I mean even like stalking or I used to not check in on remember like Foursquare I think we both mm, went through yeah. stages on we used to use Foursquare all the time and then you know, I had someone that showed up, was like, hi, Casey, I saw you were here. And they're like, they came to an event, and I'm like, um, I'm at my friend's birthday party. Like, I don't even know your name. Bye. Remember that time I had a birthday party at a bar, and, like, I made the Facebook public, public and then, like, these guys yeah, all showed, showed up and up. left gifts there before I came, like, just, like, random Yeah, they dudes. just, like, came to see her, and they didn't. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. But, yeah. I just, but that's a learning. Yeah, yeah. of course. People take things really literal. And there yeah. are other things, too, where, like, our names will be public on something that we're going to. Yeah. And it's great. And you meet people that are like, I wanted to talk to you. Yeah, like, yeah. Amazed. Yeah. But I just think, yeah, the internet is like super powerful because it's in our homes. It's in our hands. Like when I was a kid and I'd watch scary movies, I would be very scared. I have nightmares about them. But like this Momo thing and all of these like really creepy, creepypasta stuff, like weird challenges. It's right. Yeah. It's right. It feels a lot more personal. I think yeah. like it feels like, if I were a kid, I'd feel more personally targeted and, and afraid. Well, especially if it's a surprise. Like, if we were going to go watch a scary movie, we're, like, making the choice yeah. that we're going to put this VHS in. Yeah. We're going to endure <laughs> You know you're going to get scared. You're going to get your blanket. we're going to turn it off yeah. and cry ourselves to sleep. And, like, why did I watch that yeah. on purpose? Whereas now, when it's a challenge or the Momo thing, mm. and it's just popping up on their screens and there's no control of it, that's, yeah. like, where the real fear is. And since, you know... We do. Let's let's talk about the next five years and the internet and like what do you guys think it looks like for brands and partnerships? What does it look like in general? Like, is Instagram gonna 
be the forever last thing? Is there going to be something different? I mean, we're not uh, we're not futurists here. Instagram, people. we're just the internet I think is imploding on itself. If you take yeah. a look, if you take a look at maybe the last five years, the amount of apps that have had a big rise and fall. I mean, I was really into uh, Daily Booth, and Daily Booth is gone. Mm-hmm. Like Daily Booth was amazing, but when then when Instagram came out, Daily Booth was gone because people had a different reason and platform to post something daily. There was a 12 Seconds TV and Viddy, and they were both video active. When Instagram added video, nobody used those anymore. Yeah. And then there was Vine, and then, you know, then Vine's not there anymore. And I think it's always, and there's Snapchat, and then yeah. Instagram, so you know? Soon so we'll like, be talking about the thing that used to be called Snapchat that Instagram took I over. Know. Yeah, and I, I think, only Snapchat, like, four of my friends. Like, now, uh, I still use it, but only for, like, four people, because they're all that's left, A. Yeah. Right? And B, it's just, like, the really random things that yeah. I want to... Put and out it's to the like world. it's like I think the internet as it's maturing is mo- you know modeling a capitalist society in general. You have really big companies, corporations buying up the property. Yeah. Facebook is yeah. you know the key example here. They're bigger than General Electric now. Like their net worth, they're, it's 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 crazy how big and this also highly become. unregulated. Yes, well. exactly. And so highly when Facebook can just say like, oh yeah, Snapchat's kind of biting at our heels. Like let's we'll make our it. own. We're yeah. gonna take it. And because they have so much power. And, you know, folded into Instagram, which they also own. And and so I think the internet is just, like, becoming more sanitized. It's going to implode on itself. Um, and I'm very I'm very negative, not <laughs> pessimistic about the future of the internet, which breaks my heart because I've loved the internet more than yeah. anything my entire life. I feel like the golden ages are done, and, and it's just, like, there's so many robots and trolls and racists and just, like, everything... It's, Good yeah. gets ruined when the masses come. It, it ends up being a more negative space. Like it's, yeah. it's so there's so many ways to use the internet for good. Yeah, there's totally. so many great things that are happening there, and people feel empowered because mm-hmm. they have somewhere they can put their voice, they can share their ideas. It's mm-hmm. a really positive space. But then that one troll shows yes. up, and that becomes the new story. Yeah. But I think on, what they're doing. Yeah, I think on that note, like with the positive stuff, like we do see new platforms emerge all the time. We do see hear good news stories about the internet all the time. So I think as much as some things are changing and I'm not happy about it, we're going to continue to see the emergence of new yeah. exciting platforms and, and, and maybe cool like, stuff. um, micro communities, like how, you know, before there was, when we first started, there was like the bloggers and there was like a handful of people. And now there's so many different sectors. There's the fashion, there's the food, there's the, you know, all the different things that are like micro niches of mm-hmm. different, maybe we'll see more networks like that. I think there'll be more immersive experiences, more, I've been, I work in, you know, VR 360 stuff, so I think that kind of technology will become more advanced. I'm really excited about the future of wearables. Um, yeah. You know, that kind of, the tech advances, I mm-hmm. think, are going to be really cool. Like, I'll be first to be, like, a Wi-Fi chip in my arm. Oh, my God, yeah. you call it. Like, I'm ready to cyborg my way into the future. I'm so, I've been wanting that since I was, like, <laughs> yeah. a teenager. I'm like, imagine one day if we just get t- chips in our hand and then we pay for things. And now I have this phone that's in my hand all the time and I have Apple Wallet on it. So I just yeah. go like that. Yeah. I'm like, we're almost there. You're so close. Yeah. I'm so excited for the future of tech. Just yeah. in your finger. Oh yeah. my God. Touch it's, of everything. Yeah. We're living at such Face a weird. Face ID now and everything, yeah. right? Like for all of its faults, we're living in a fascinating time. Like, yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, the rate of technological progression is just going up and up and up. And we're we're going to be robots in space in five years. Maybe. Maybe. No, no. I won't no. be. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to space. Um, okay, so where can people stay following the two of you? Where can they reach you? Uh, I'm Casey Stewart across every social media platform and internet. C-A-S-I-E-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Not Casey with a Y. Yeah, don't call me, and don't call me Cassie, and she's please. she's not Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm Lauren 
Onesel. Uh, Lauren spelled the regular way for Lauren, um, except in grade six, I spelled it with a Y, like Lauren Hill briefly, but that didn't <laughs> last. So it's L-A-U-R-E-N-O-N-I-Z-Z-L-E. And uh, that's the same on Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter, of course. Uh, Facebook, just Lauren O'Neill. And then you can follow my stuff at work at blogto.com. Uh, write all the, the, the news there. Just your tracks today.